This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. It's time for Come and Talk It with your host, Michael Cargill, brought to you by Texas Law Shield. Over the last decade, Michael has championed and supported the rights of law-abiding Texans to own and use firearms. He is the owner of Central Texas Gunworks, a veteran of the United States Army, and has achieved national exposure in such prestigious media outlets such as Forbes Magazine, Fox Business News, CNN Money, AOL, BBC World News, Huffington Post, and the New York Times. Cargill vigorously defends lawful gun ownership in this country without regard to party politics. And now, here's Michael Cargill. Good day, Austin, Texas, the live music capital of the world. Let's praise the Lord and pass the ammunition. Man, I tell you, the city of Austin, it's crazy out there. You have 60 people that are fighting underneath the Pinnerbacker Bridge last night. Someone fires a shot from a GMC vehicle. Check this video out. 60 people underneath the bridge fighting, just randomly fighting. And then someone fires a shot. It's like the city of Austin is literally a gun range. <laughs> we we now have a gun range. It just just, you know, we the homicides. Oh my goodness. We're on track to break every record when it comes to homicides in this in this town. Uh, we have defunded the police. Uh, we don't have enough law enforcement, and it, it's just crazy out there. I don't even know what to say. So we're going to talk about that, how crime is actually increasing in this city with, you know, just 60 people fighting underneath the Pinnerbacker Bridge, the Pennybacker Bridge, and then someone just randomly firing shots. LTC holders, going to talk about that. License to carry handgun holders get more rights on September the 1st. A lot of people, a lot of instructors were all worried and upset. You know, I don't know why. You know, we honestly, we should have a constitutional carry. It, this, the state of Texas is really behind when it comes to, you know, getting rid of these Jim Crow laws, these racist gun laws off the books. And we need to allow people, you know, we need to have our rights back and be able to carry a handgun, long gun without any type of restrictions. So this is something that's really overdue. So I don't know why some, some people are worried. If you have a, tr a good training program at your facility, you have nothing to worry about. You know, we need people to, uh, you still need to take a class if you want to learn how to use the gun. Still need to take a class if you want to know what the laws are, where you can, where you cannot carry, what you can and cannot do. You need to take a class uh, so, you, you know, you can find out about traveling in other states. Take a class so you can learn about use of force and daily force. Going to talk about that. Also, Candace Owen is literally dragging Kimberly Klasick. She was a candidate who ran for Congress in Maryland, Baltimore there. 
And uh, she is dragging Kimberly Klasik, a.k.a. September, through the mud. We're going to talk about what that means. What does September mean to Kimberly Klasik? Boy, this is Sunday fun day here. Well, we got a lot going on. <laughs> Sunday fun day, let me tell you. Man, do you think the, the good people that live in Westlake are going to allow people, you know, just to randomly start fighting in the, you know, in the street there? And firing shots in there, man, they're going to annex themselves from the city of Austin and, and create their own police department. Yeah, that'd be a lot of tax dollars like <laughs> moving <laughs> hey, away. Hey, they, they may just do it. It's like, hey, we're not putting up with this stuff that's going on with the city of Austin. We need to hire our own police department and do our own thing because the city of Austin has completely lost control. <laughs> they can't handle, you know, you know, the crime and the way, you know, the city is growing. People are moving here from different states, California, New York. All different places. People come here over on the weekends from Houston, from New York. I'm, I'm sorry, from Houston, from Dallas, from apparently from Colleen, Texas, <laughs> according to the last shooting that we had, you know, to have fun here in Austin. And they just can't control themselves. I don't think the good folks of Westlake, <laughs> the good people of Westlake, not going to put up with that. I think they're going to annex themselves from the city of Austin and get their own police department, their own security. That is a true fact. You're going to learn today. I thought I told you. <laughs> so we're going to talk about all that stuff today. But the biggest thing on the books here is constitutional carry or permitless carry. I like to call it permitless carry because it's not really true constitutional carry. Here's why it's not really a, a constitutional carry bill. Uh, I think of when I think of constitutional carry, I think of Vermont. Vermont has no restrictions. I think of what the state of Texas has for long guns a rifle, a shotgun, ever since the 1870s. Man, you can walk down the street, you can carry a rifle or shotgun in Texas. Uh, do you know in most businesses right now today, in 2021, I can walk into a bar, I can leg legally go into any business and take a loan gun, legally. Now, TABC might not like it, <laughs> but it's there's nothing in the, it's not illegal. I can actually do that. So uh, the business owner may say, no, you can't, you need to leave with that loan gun. But technically, under the law, is actually legal. There are very few places you can actually, you know, not carry a long gun in Texas. And so uh, when it comes to you have to look at 4603, those are the places that you can't take long guns because that section of the law says firearms. But then any other section of the law really talks about handguns because we don't have restrictions on long guns right now, except under 46.03 of the Texas Penal Code. So... In, a, in, a, in all your all those businesses on down on Sixth Street, you know all those office businesses, you can actually carry a long gun in all those places. What about the bars? Even inside of a bar. And do you really want in to talk a about bar that? on Sixth Street? You, you can yes. take a twelve gauge shotgun yeah. inside. Now the owner may say, "No, you can't." They can post a, a simple sign with a gun on it, with a line drawn through it, says, "No, you can't." But yeah, you it's legal under the Texas Penal Code because they only talk about handguns in that section. They don't talk about, uh, they don't say firearms. It, that section of the law only refers to handguns. I wonder Under, who's going to be the first to No one's going to do that. Well, out. it's been like that. It's been like that, and no one really test. no one's going to test that. Uh, one, because TABC doesn't like it. You know, if, if someone goes in there with a gun they're not supposed to, then what's going to happen is TABC is going to go in and audit that business. So that's why they won't, the business owner or the manager or the security or whoever, the door person is not going to let you take a long gun inside of a bar. So it's an unwritten rule. Oh yeah, well, it's going to change. Guess what? Come September the first, they're actually going to write it into statute. For the first time uh, since 1995, actually before that, really, we're actually going to have some long gun laws in Texas. 
they're actually going to say, hey, it's actually now in statute. You absolutely cannot take a lone gun inside of a bar. Oh, that's no good. Yeah. I don't like that. You should have, and you should have tried it while you could. <laughs> and there's still a couple more months. You do. Right? You, and it's funny you say September that. September 1st. Oh, man, guess what? Do you know that, you know, come September 1st, everyone's going to get a blanket expungement if you have a charge of uh, any type of uh, weapons charge, like a handgun charge, unlawfully carrying a, 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 a handgun or unlawfully carrying a firearm. Come September the 1st, we're going to do a blanket expungement in Texas, something that's never happened ever. So if you have enough time, if you got the money, you got the attorney, you can get an unlawful charge right now, get it pushed to court, get a conviction, and come September the 1st, guess what? It will get expunged. What if the conviction happens after September 1st? Then you are done. You have a conviction. <laughs> That's right. You have to get it done before September the 1st. Boy, you're going to learn today. See, this is what happens when you have people that are doing cut and paste, cut and paste, and cut and paste. You know, we come up with these laws, and then guess what? As an instructor, I have to sit here and I have to tell you, guess what we have at the end of this legislature? We have this bill, and this is what this bill says. We have to explain it to you because we have, <laughs> we have our elected officials that get in the back room and do those little backroom deals, and boy, this is what we get at the end of session. Today, you are going to learn what we actually have. These are things that no one's going to tell you. You know why? Because they don't read the law. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. Folks, this is Doug Man Jones. <laughs> and I get my gun news from Michael Cargill at Come and Talk It. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Talk 13.7, the right choice. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now, here's Michael Cargill. All right, sir, we're back. We're talking about the things that have happening this week around the country. What we're talking about is the 60 people that were fighting at Pennybacker Bridge there. Um, man, do you know, Zach, 
it, it's 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 really crazy you know what what a year has done what two years has done you know i look at 2020 and this time 2020 do you know that we were talking about um all the riots and the protests that are going on around the country th- a year ago today we were discussing you know you know crime in that aspect of of groups of people that were breaking into businesses you know overnight you know i gotta I remember that yeah you remember that it right. happened to you. It happened to us. That's right. So we had a group of eight people in five vehicles, you know, try to break into the gun store. You know, luckily they were unsuccessful. But, you know, it's it's hard being a business owner. And I was talking to some other business owners and talking about, you know, we're, you know, trying to I was trying to help them with their security. And, you know, we have to stay on top of what's happening at current events. What's going on around the world? What's the topic of the day? What's happening in the city? What's going on in the state? What laws are actually coming down? You know, what, you know, the type of year, you know, where, where are we? Is this January? There's different, different things that happen in January that happen in June. And so you have to adjust your security, you know, to the, you know, to the time frame of where we are. You know, is it football season? You know, is it summertime? You know, is school, is school in? You know, you have to kind of adjust your security depending on what's happening throughout the entire year. You know, and it's, it's a constant battle. You know, we went from, you know, dealing with a, a gang, you know, group of gangs uh, uh, trying to break in dis- different businesses to, you know, just random people uh, trying to commit criminal mischief at the nighttime. And then, you know, depending on what's going on, you know, in the city and what special events are happening, I have to step up my security at the gun store. And so check this video here out. So this is a video uh, that we're going to play for you uh, with no audio. Uh, we're going Because I don't want you to hear what I actually said to this guy. <laughs> All right. So in, in this video, we have a guy, you know, that tried to, you know, he, he could get into the gun store. So then he's trying to break into the vehicles that we have parked in front of the gun store, you know, blocking the entrance. And so it, it's crazy. And I'm, I'm literally on the I have a speaker system outside the business and I'm talking to this guy. You know, look, dude, I see you. <laughs> you, you know, we're we're sending the police. Matter of fact, we're on our way. You know, I'll be there in about, you know, less than a minute. So I suggest you move along, you know, in the very not so nice way. So, you know, you, and this is crazy because it happens at three o'clock in the morning, four o'clock in the morning. You always have to be on your P's and Q's of what's going on around your business. As a business owner, as you know, someone that's in security, uh, you have to stay on top of this stuff because you don't, you know, we can lose our, our, I can lose everything in a matter of minutes. It doesn't take long. Uh, someone break a window, that costs you money. Someone breaks, you know, breaks into the front entrance, that costs you a lot. And so we have to make sure that our guns don't wind up out in the street. And so we take all these different security measures Uh, and just something as simple as this, you know, this guy trying to break into the vehicles that we have in the parking lot, blocking the entrance so someone doesn't ram through the front door. You know, so it's it's so much stuff that we have to do when it comes to security. And I can't tell you all my security secrets. I'm not going to tell you everything. Matter of fact, I I probably only discuss really uh, 40 percent of what I actually do uh, because there are certain things you have to keep. You have to keep a secret to yourself. And so we, it's 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 a lot of work. It's hard. It's hard being being a business owner, uh, and and dealing with all of this, you know. And 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 we've gone. We we change gears, you know, every year, you know, to riots and protests, to you know now just simple break-ins to homeless people or whoever, uh, trying to you know steal whatever they can throughout the night. They sleep during the day and they run around and try to steal things at night when they think everyone's sleeping. It's a lot to deal with in this city. It's a lot. It's hard being a business owner. Now, a lot of business owners are having to deal with, you know, not being able to find uh, employees uh, because, you know, for one reason or the other, uh, not, not a lot of people are 
you know, inquiring about a job. You know, so that's why a lot of your restaurants have actually closed are closing down early uh, through the night. If you notice, most of the restaurants in this city close at nine o'clock. Nine o'clock. You, you, if you don't get a meal <laughs> from the restaurant, you know, your favorite restaurant on a Saturday night or a Friday night at nine o'clock, you're done. That's it. You have to go to McDonald's or Burger King. Or have food and cook it at home. <laughs> well, you know, some of us like to eat out. <laughs> What's wrong with that? No? <laughs> That's fine, too. That's fine, too. Zach's going to give me a hard time about that. Of course, always. I Count know. on that. I know. All right, so, yeah, I just want to talk about that a little bit and encourage people, you know, just stay on top of your your security, update your stuff. You know, you check with your security company to make sure they have the right telephone numbers when your alarm does go off as a business owner to make sure they're going to contact you, that you have the right number to contact you. Sometimes when they do their updates, things get changed in their system. You'd be surprised how funny, you know, how weird things can happen. So definitely keep up to date with that. Do a test with your alarm company. Make sure that it actually works. Because there, there are several businesses in this town where they had major break-ins and their alarm system never went off. You know, I don't want to drop any dimes on the E1 and they lost a lot of product. So you don't want to be that business. You don't want to be in that situation. Uh, there are other little trinkets, other little secrets that you also can do uh, to make sure you keep your stuff safe. So just, you know, um, you know, sit and chat with me if you're, if you're a business owner and you have to be a business owner because I'm not going to tell everyone all these different stuff. I will lie to you. I'll tell you right now. I'm not going to tell you any of these deep, dark secrets of what I do for my business whatsoever. All right, so moving on, I do want to talk about the, man, Austin is an outdoor gun range, literally. Yeah, a lot of people shooting off their firearms outside over here. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're at, uh, I think we're at um, number, I think we're in, our, are we in our 40s for homicides already? Yeah, yeah. At, yeah, we're at, you know, like 41, 42. I think even today, I think we had 44 today, maybe. Uh, so very, very high homicide rate in this city, which is crazy. Um, we need to hire more law enforcement and we need, um, <laughs> you know, I'm going to take a hit from this, but it's time to crack some heads in this town because this is getting crazy. <laughs> it's getting, it is. It's, it's getting crazy. It's time to crack some heads because this is just insane right now. Uh, it's, it's too much going on. Too much. So, you know, don't call me up during the week. Don't complain. Don't say anything. Don't care. Not going to listen. Let's get to the lights to carry handgun. Uh, let's talk about the constitutional carry. Let's talk about permless carry. All right, so when it comes to carrying a handgun right now in Texas, right now you need to have a lights to carry handgun in order to openly carry or conceal carry your handgun outside of your home, your vehicle, um, premises under control, your place of business, a watercraft, which is a boat, a travel trailer, camping trailer, truck camper, motorhome, and a horse trailer living quarters, or if it's using activity, you're going hunting, you're going to a, a handgun class, going to a gun range, those places there, you need a license to carry handgun to carry in those places. Okay. Now, currently right now, if you want to step out of side of your home and you want to go walk your dog, you will need a license to carry handgun in order to do that. Okay. But if you're at home, you're on your property, you don't need a license to have that on your property. You can open the carry, conceal carry handgun on your property in Texas. But if I want to walk down the street to my mailbox, I need a license to carry handgun to carry my handgun. If I want to walk my dog, I need a license to carry handgun. If I want to go to the store, to HEB, I need a license to carry handgun if I want to carry my handgun. Starting September the 1st, that's going to change. This is a, the biggest change we've had in the Texas gun law since 1995. 1995 is when we first got our 
our concealed handgun license law, the big change in 1995. So now we're making another change. In 2021, we now have Texas version of a constitutional carry bill. And this constitutional carry bill, which I'm going to refer to it from here on, is permitless carry. Uh, what it is is uh, anyone, as long as you can legally own the firearm with some extra uh, restrictions that the state of Texas adds in there, then you'll be able to carry that handgun. Right? So let's talk about it. Let's get into this, this a little bit. You have to be at least 21 years of age in order to have a handgun and carry without a permit starting September the 1st. So currently right now, if you're 18, you can have a loaded handgun in your vehicle at 18 years old. All right, so you can have that handgun in the vehicle right now at 18. The handgun just must be concealed in the vehicle. You don't need a license for that at 18. But at 18, Zach, how do you get your handgun, your hands on a handgun at 18? You can't buy one from a store. You cannot buy from a gun store. That's right. You have to get it as a private sale or as a gift. Mm -hmm. So in order to buy a handgun from a gun store, the federal law says you have to be at least 21 years of age. And that's where the federal government comes in because the federal government controls gun stores. So in order to pass a FBI background check, you have to be 21. So if I'm 18, I, have, I can have a handgun in my vehicle at 18. I have to get that handgun as a private sale or as a gift. So now... With the constitutional carry or permitless carry, with the permitless carry bill, you cannot, starting September 1st, you, you, you will not be able to step outside of that vehicle. You can't do that now, and you won't be able to do that then if you're 18. You'll have to be 21 years of age in order to get out of that vehicle and carry without a permit in Texas. You have to be 21. Now, let's talk about the, some of the other restrictions there. You must not be prohibited from possessing a firearm in, in a public place under the Texas law. Uh, you must not have been convicted of an assault causes bodily injury. You must not be convicted of deadly conduct. You must not be convicted of terroristic threats. You must not be convicted of disorderly conduct, yeah, discharging a firearm. And you must not be convicted of disorderly conduct, displaying a firearm with, within the previous five years. And you must not prohibited, be prohibited from possessing a firearm or ammunition under federal law. All right. So when a Texas law comes into play, they're saying, hey, you know, you can't, they're adding that extra thing in there. Assault causes bodily injury. So you have any assault causes bodily injury, you will not be able to carry without a permit in Texas at all. If you're convicted of deadly conduct, they're saying you're not going to be able to carry with, without a permit in Texas at all come September the 1st. Terroristic threats without a permit, you will not be able to carry at all. Uh, displaying, uh, uh, you know, discharging a fireman, uh, you will not be able to carry at all. So those are some extra precautions that they're adding in there and saying, hey, you know, you have to, you know, you can't have any of these charges here to carry uh, without a permit. We come back from the break. We'll go back into a little more. This is Michael Cargill and you are listening to Come and Talk It. Peace. This is Maj Touré. You're listening to Come and Talk It Radio with Michael Cargill. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Austin's Talk 1370. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill. All right, so President Biden is going to launch some new measures within the next 30 days or so. They're coming up with a firearms trafficking strike force. That they're, and they made this announcement last week, and the president made quite a few weird statements last week. You know, that I thought was concerning. Uh, he said that, you know, as a civilian, you know, what makes you think that you can own a cannon or something like that or a missile? You know, and we like to I, I want to remind the president, you know, because when he made that state, I want I kind of want to remind him about the fact that, you know, this is Texas. This is a Lone Star state. And Texas used to be its own country. And in Texas, you know, it, it was very common for, you know, and really around the country for people to have the same tools and the same firearms as law enforcement you know and so uh, and and as and also as the military so there's a story i want to remind everyone about i want you to go down and let's take a field trip let's go down downtown austin let's go a couple blocks away from the capital you know we got i love you know i love driving toward the capital when i'm down south coming from congress and heading north and looking at the Capitol as I'm driving down Congress Avenue, it's a beautiful view. As I get closer, really close within a few blocks of the Capitol, there's a statue on the left-hand side. And a statue of a young lady named Angelina Eberly. And Zach's going to tell us, you know, who in the world is Angelina Eberly? Yeah, so to tell you about Angelina Eberly, we need to rewind back to the year 1839. 1830. Okay, 1839. <laughs> 1839. Texas Congress moved the republics of Texas, the Republic of Texas's capital from Houston to Austin. Okay. So President Sam Houston. Sam Houston. He He's the guy that we had that big capital. statue on, right? That's huge, man. That's giant. Humongous. Uh-huh, that's humongous. Okay. 
So yeah, Sam Houston, he wanted to keep the capital in Houston. Mm. Because that's his name, right? So right. He's like, hey. That'll help his legacy. That's right. So there's an invading army from Mexico. They got to San Antonio in 1842. Sam Houston, he thought, hmm, let's see. Let's take advantage of this. Mm. So there was basically this alarm happening because the Mexican army is in San Antonio. So he secretly ordered government archives to be transferred from Austin back to Houston. Mm. Basically moving the capital back to Houston. Ooh. So as these boxes of land titles and other documents were being stealthily loaded onto wagons, Angelina Everly spotted the activity. A female. A female. That's right. Yeah. A female. A biological female. <laughs> biological female. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. We're going to get a hit from that one. <laughs> so she made her way to an armed cannon to defend the city. She fired it, alerted the citizens of Austin, and then the archive thieves bolted but they were caught less than 20 miles outside of town and the documents were reclaimed wow so you mean tell me a female had a cannon and she fired a cannon and she is the reason why austin is still the capital of texas mm -hmm. that's the story and that is why i actually have a picture of this statue on our little as as part of our logo back here because I want people to remember that. This is why Austin is Austin. This is why Austin is the capital of Texas. Because of this young lady right here firing that cannon that a civilian had to stop a, a, a force from moving the records from this city to Houston to keep us from being the capital. That's what it took. And so that's I like to remind the president of that. And, and take a listen to what the president actually said in his own words. The Second Amendment from the day it was passed limited the type of people who could own a gun and what type of weapon you could own. You couldn't buy a cannon. Those who say the blood of the, the blood of patriots, you know, and all the stuff about how we're going to have to move against the government. Well, the tree of liberty is not water of the blood of patriots. What's happened is that there are never been, if you wanted to think you need to have weapons to take on the government, you need F-15s and maybe some nuclear weapons. The point is that there's always been the ability to limit, rationally limit the type of weapon that can be owned and who can own it. And I say, no, Mr. President, I say, you know what? I wouldn't be my, my mother's son if I didn't say, you know what, you know, and An Angelina Eberly, you know, was a strong woman who defended this city and she used a cannon to do that. If it wasn't for that fact, you know, Mr. President, then Austin would not be the capital of Texas. So I disagree with you, and history disagrees with you. And just like everything else, you know, do not walk onto your front porch and fire a shotgun in the air like this president also said, you know, earlier, you know, a few years ago. You know, that's not the thing to do. We don't fire shots in the air. We don't take any advice from this president here when it comes to gun safety or when it comes to firearms or weapons at all, because this president constantly says things that are not right and not safe. So he's the last Judge person. My to physical and mental, my physical as well as my mental fitness. Uh, this is the same guy <laughs> that uh, had a 12 year old in one of his rallies and 
said that, oh, man, I love those barrettes in your hair. She looks like a, a 19-year-old sitting there with her legs crossed. <laughs> oh, geez. And I've loved kids jumping on my lap. <laughs> <laughs> the little kids look at my leg hair in the pool. Oh, They make it go up, push oh, it back down again. Oh, goodness. <laughs> Corn Pop was a bad dude. <laughs> This is not the, this is not the person you want to listen to and take good advice from. Okay, any advice? That's right. We don't, we don't fire firearms. We don't we don't fire shotguns or fire any weapons in the air. That's not safe. That's called deadly conduct. That's a felony. Definitely don't take dating advice from him. <laughs> right. Okay. That's right. And yes, ladies, you can own whatever weapon you want to. Don't listen to this president. He's saying women can't own, you know, certain people, women can't own weapons. Yes, ladies, you can own whatever weapon you want to. Ladies, you can defend yourself. You don't need a man to defend you. You can empower, your, empower yourself to protect yourself, ladies. So that's one of the things that he was referring to when he said, hey, uh, we had restrictions on the Second Amendment from the start, right? right. He's talking about women, women not being able to own guns. So he's basically saying that the government said that women couldn't own guns, and that's his justification. And I disagree. For further infringements. That's right, ladies. You can own whatever gun you want to, ladies. Don't listen to this president. If you want a cannon, lady, you can own a cannon. You can defend yourself. You don't need a man to defend you. Michael Cargill said so. You tell him Michael Cargill says so. So the, this administration is launching this firearms trafficking strike force, which what it's going to do is it's launching within 30 days in – uh, pretty much Democrat-run cities like New York City, Los Angeles, Chicago, Washington, D.C., San Francisco. And basically, the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms and Explosives, ATF, will coordinate with designated U.S. attorneys to target firearms trafficking corridors, according to a news release from the Justice Department. Now, this is strange to me because I'm thinking back to the war on drugs you know, when you know, the, the, the president, you know, at that time said, you know, we're we're going to have a war on drugs here. And I remember where, you know, the things that they don't like to talk about, how the CIA actually was selling uh, drugs to, you know, to actually make money to pay for, you know, their activities that they're doing overseas. And they did that in certain communities in this city. And that was your war on drugs. You know, it's... It, I mean, when, whenever the government says they're going to get involved in certain things, you know, I, you know, I'm curious about really what's going on behind the scenes now, you know, because think about this. I think I, I, I think about how guns are are made and how they get into our system, how to get all the way down to the gun store. If a manufacturer makes a firearm, that manufacturer has to notify the federal government that they have made a gun. So let's take Glock. Let's say Glock makes a gun. You have to tell the federal government, the U.S. government, that you have made this Glock. You have to tell them the serial number of that Glock. And so then if, something, if that Glock is found somewhere as Glock number 123 is found in a crime, the, the government's going to go, the law enforcement is going to go, hey, Glock, who did you sell uh, Glock 123-45 to? The Glock is going to say, I sold 123-45, that gun, to this distributor. The distributor is going to say, hey, I sold this gun to this gun store. They're going to come to that gun store and say, hey, who'd you sell this gun to? So they can trace those firearms. If they recover a gun and then they go back to Glock and Glock says, well, we did not tell you about this gun that we made. 
Well, that is a felony, <laughs> and someone's going to go to jail. So in order for something like that to happen, in order for guns to get on the street without there being a trace of those firearms, the government has to be involved in that in order for that to happen. So if you know how guns are made and how they're tracked, because there, there's a lot of documentation when it comes to manufacturing a firearm. There's paperwork you have to, you have to fill out. There are fees that you have to pay. There, there are taxes that you have to pay on those items, and it's, there's a... <laughs> It, it's, it's, it's impossible without a government agency knowing that, hey, that is actually in existence. So someone's got to be involved in, in these guns getting where they're, where they're getting, you know, and they're not supposed to be there. And that's someone in the government. That's how it works. It is so easy to trace a firearm. And, you know, your law enforcement, they do it every single day. So I don't want to hear someone saying, you know, how did this AK-47 get in, into Chicago? It was not made into in Chicago. That AK was made somewhere else, and it was tracked. It was documented. It was transferred to someone else. There's a trace on that AK-47. So how did it get into the hands of someone in Chicago? The government can trace that back. So someone's involved in getting those guns and where they're getting to. And we're so focused on, we're not focused on that aspect's they actually have us focusing on each other and fighting with each other and telling you or, or someone's telling me that certain people should not have access to certain guns or guns at all. Or we should have this law to stop the gun violence. Instead, how in the world is this something that's heavily regulated under the federal government? How is this heavily regulated item getting into a city without anyone knowing? Ladies and gentlemen, that is impossible. Wake up and smell the coffee. I'm not Alex Jones. I'm not some conspiracy theories, uh, theorist at all. I'm telling you, open your eyes and smell the freaking coffee. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talking. Yo, what's going on, guys? It's Jack Jones here, and I get my gun news from Michael Cargill on Come and Talk It. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Austin's Talk 1370. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill. All right. So we're we're talking about you know, this thing that President Biden was uh, has actually started around the country, uh, which is a firearms trafficking strike force. And what I was saying was, you know, not that con- dealing with conspiracies is a bad thing or a good thing or anything like that. It's just something that I don't deal with. You know, and Alex Jones is a really good friend of mine. 
you know, really good friends, as a matter of fact. So I'm not saying anything negative or anything like that. I'm just saying that's not something that I deal with at all, you know. And what I'm dealing with is you got to look. It's right in your face. Take a look at this. You know, it's clear what the law is. You know, there's certain things, you know, like I said, firearms and handguns and all that stuff is very heavily tracked in this country. The very strict laws when manufacturers make a gun. It is impossible for a gun to be made in this country and wind up in the city. Now, someone brought up the fact about ghost guns. You got to be careful about that term ghost guns, because when they're talking about ghost guns, here what they're talking about. They're talking about a gun that they've recovered that someone has scratched the serial number of off the gun. When the majority of the time, when they're saying ghost guns, that is what they're referring to. They're not talking about someone making a gun in their living room. They're not talking about that. They're talking about a gun that someone has scratched a serial number off, which is a felony, and they're using that gun to commit a crime. That is what your police, they're changing that term and they're using, they're using that terminology, ghost guns, and making you think that they're talking about something else. So don't fall for the okie doke. They're tricking you. All right. Now I want to change gears a little bit and go back to the Texas constitutional carry or permitless carry bill. All right. So if you want to carry starting September the 1st without a license, without a permit at all in Texas, you have to be at least 21 years of age. You must not be prohibited from possessing a firearm in public places under Texas law. You cannot be convicted of assault causes bodily injury. You cannot be convicted of deadly conduct. You cannot be convicted of terroristic threats. You cannot be convicted of disorderly conduct discharging a firearm. You cannot be convicted of disorderly conduct displaying a firearm within the last five years. Now, if a person gets convicted of, of, of discharging a firearm, or I'm sorry, get convicted of unlawful carrying a firearm, get convicted of unlawful carrying a firearm, uh, in Texas, you have to get that conviction. Guess what? Before September the 1st. So if you have a charge right now that's pending in the courts of unlawfully carrying a firearm, you have to get that chart. You have to get it to hurry up and get it to a conviction because guess what's going to happen? This is unprecedented. For the first time ever, the state of Texas is going to is going to do a blanket expungement to any, to any and everyone. You don't need to hire an attorney. You don't have to pay any fees. They're going to do a blanket expungement. Of those charge of that conviction, a blanket expungement of that conviction of unlawful carrying a firearm. So if you get if you have a charge 10 years ago, 15 years ago, five years ago of of a conviction, I'm sorry, not a charge, a conviction of unlawful carrying a firearm, you're going to get it expunged come September the 1st. If you have a charge pending right now, you need to hurry up and get that charge, you know, get it charged, you know, down, get it to a conviction. We have to get it to a conviction before September the 1st, because on September the 1st, then you get a blanket expungement. You don't need to hire an attorney or anything like that. The state of Texas is going to blanketly get you expunged from that conviction. Now, if you get convicted after September the 1st, then you're stuck with it. <laughs> so sad, too bad. And you won't be able to carry. <laughs> you won't be able to carry uh, without a, a permit in Texas. So, but you can't get a permit if you're charged or you're convicted of that. That's right. You won't be able to get a license either. All right. So now, <clears throat> let's talk about some of the the benefits to keeping your license or getting a license to carry a handgun. Here's some of the benefits to it. All right. So, it's good to keep your license to carry handgun if you're going to buy a firearm in the gun store. You walk into the gun store last year, March, April, May, uh, because the system was so backed up. The, you know, people were delayed 30 days from getting, at, you know, getting that transaction completed. So they put a 30 day delay. In some cases, some people were delayed a little longer than that. 
But if you have your license to carry handgun, then we didn't have to contact the FBI, the Knicks, and do a background check on you because your background check had already been done. So it's good to keep your license to carry handgun for that situation there. Also, if you want to travel outside the state of Texas, it's good to have a license to carry handgun because of reciprocity. Uh, your license is recognized in quite a few states. So it's good to have that license to carry in all those other states. It's good to have a license to carry handgun if you're going to if you're going to be within a thousand feet of a school, a preschool, elementary school, middle school, high school. There's a federal law that says you're not supposed to be in a thousand feet of a school with any firearms at all. Well, the exception to the federal law, there are a couple exceptions, but the main exception is if you have a license to carry handgun from the state that you live in. So if you get your license to carry handgun, you're exempt from the federal law. And, I, and if you, for some reason, you're within a thousand feet of a school, you have to defend yourself. There's a shooting. A lot of those shootings are investigated by the FBI, the federal authorities. You know, the ATF comes in, the FBI comes in to investigate that, depending on the seriousness of the crime. And if you don't have your license, you're not going to be exempt from that. Without a license, you are committing a crime under the federal law. So in that situation, it's good to have your license to carry a handgun. Also, it's good to have a license to carry a handgun. Uh, you got to have one. You have to have one, you know, if you're under 21. You know, anyone that's in the military who's 18, 19, or 20 years old in the military, you can get a license to carry a handgun in Texas and carry your handgun. And so in my soldiers, uh, you're in the military. Got to have that license to carry a handgun if you're 18, 19, or 20 and carry your handgun. Also, if you're a school district employee, you want to have your license to carry a handgun because guess what? The school says, hey, if you don't have your license to carry a handgun, you're an employee of a school, and you have your firearm in your vehicle in the parking lot of a school, then they, guess what? You're in big trouble. So if you have your license to carry a handgun, you're okay. So it's good to have a license to carry a handgun if you're an employee of a school. Also, if you're on private property, let's say I want to go to a business. I want to go be on someone else's property, private property, and let's say they have a sign posted, a 30.06 sign, or a 30.07 sign that says that uh, I can't carry a handgun there. Well, let's say I didn't see the sign. I didn't notice it. Well, because I have a license to carry a handgun, they have to give me verbal notice. So it's good to have a license to carry a handgun in that case. If you do not have a license, if you're permanently, you're carrying, you know, without a permit, without a license, permitless carry, then you're committing a crime. So it's good to have a license to carry a handgun in that case. Also, you know, license holders are entitled to a little more notice, a lot more notice. So think about it like that. Um, oopsies. <laughs> the attorney loves to use this, you know, this example. We're going to have some of the attorneys on the, sh on the show, you know, the next month in July. But they like to use the term oopsies. I say my bad. You know, when you go to the airport, if I want to go to the airport and if for some reason I forget and I have my firearm in my bag when I go through security, if you have your license to carry a handgun, then you're not going to be convicted or charged with a crime. They're going to say, oh, my bad. You can go and lock your firearm up and go put it back in your vehicle. If you have a license to carry a handgun, you can do that. Without a license, if you're carrying without a permit, then that is a felony. So it's good to have your license to carry a handgun in that case. All right, we'll come back to those things because there are a couple of other reasons. Uh, we're going to talk about the alcohol. <laughs> we're going to talk about also... When you go into an open meeting, do you know that if you're going to an open meeting, let's say city council, currently right now, city council, 
you know, even the Capitol, but currently, most importantly, Austin City Hall at City Council, they can prohibit you from taking a handgun inside City Hall when they have an open meeting, City Council meeting. Well, guess what? Come September the 1st, they cannot prohibit license holders from carrying a handgun in City Council meetings. How you like that? Yeah, you had a little dispute with city council and carrying a gun in there, didn't you? We did. I'm going to call this one the Michael Cargill Amendment. <laughs> didn't you make it so they owed about $5 million well, in fines? Well, what what happened was <laughs> we actually uh, went to the AG's office, and AG filed a lawsuit against the city of Austin. And because the city of Austin wouldn't let licenses carry inside the building, and not necessarily in city council meetings, but just in the building when there's no city council meeting or any of their other buildings. And so they really couldn't do that under the law, but they decided to do it anyway. So we've got the, the AG to file a lawsuit against the city of Austin. The, law, the city of Austin lost in court. They had to pay um, $9,000 to the state of Texas, and we're appealing. We're currently appealing right now. It's on appeal to the third court of appeals. $9,000 every day, right? No, it's $9,000 total, but we're appealing for $5 million right now because it, it should be a little more because it should be every single day that I filed that complaint, every single day since that first complaint, and not just the, the times that I actually physically went there. So we're saying, hey, it should be $5 million, and so we're currently on appeal right now. So in this, the way they're changing the law, comes September the 1st, on September the 1st, the city, none of the cities, can prohibit you from carrying in an open meeting as long as you have a license. But you, if you don't have a license, if you're carrying... Uh, Permitless, you will not be able to carry in that in that building. Would that be a felony to carry in the building? No, it's not going to be a felony. It's going to be a class, class A misdemeanor, correct? So you won't be able to carry. Right? And also, and also, uh, it'll be the same thing for uh, the Capitol. So they can prohibit you from going into the Capitol now. So LTC holders, that line, that license to carry handgun holder line, will still remain in effect. At the Capitol. So you got to have a license to carry inside the Capitol. Got to have a license to carry in City Hall. We come back from the break. I want to talk about Othal Wallace. Othal Wallace. Uh, he was a young man that was involved in a shooting in Florida where an officer was shot by Othal Wallace. Going to talk about that case. You may not like me when I discuss this case and break it down. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. This is Paulie on Noir, and you're listening to Come and Talk It with Michael Cargill. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now, here's Michael Cargill. All right. I want to talk about Othal Wallace before we go back to permitless carry. Othal Wallace was arrested in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, now, Zach, tell us about Othal Wallace. Who is this guy? He's part of the NFAC. The okay. not, uh, yeah, the right, not messing around crew. <laughs> okay. okay. All right. And yeah, so I uh, I think you know the story a little better than I do. That's all right. Well, tell about, me what you know. What you know about Othal Wallace? What happened? 
This happened like a few days ago. Well, I know about him getting caught after the initial incident. All right, so Othal Wallace was, I believe, is in Florida, Daytona Beach, Florida, because uh, this is the Daytona Beach Police Department. He was sitting in a parking lot in an apartment complex, and an officer saw him sitting in his vehicle, sitting in a vehicle in the parking lot of apartment complex. Officer walked up to him while he was sitting inside the vehicle and opened the door, proceeded to pull this guy out of his vehicle at, while he's asking him, you know, why is he sitting here? What is he doing? You know, why you're in the vehicle? And the guy uh, tried to, you know, just continue on about his day of going to the apartment that he was going to. I think he may have been like on the phone talking to someone. That's why he was sitting inside the vehicle. And so he had a little, a little rough interaction there with the police. Maybe the, um, he thought the police officer was using greater force than necessary. And so he ended up pulling out a gun and actually shooting his police officer in the head. And so there's a big manhunt. And the guy ended up going to Atlanta, and he got caught in Atlanta. Now, while they were chasing, while they were uh, tracking him down to get him uh, to catch up to him, figure out where he was, and bring him back to Florida, because they figured this had gone, this guy had moved outside of the area. What they did was they did a search on the apartment, of the apartment complex that he was sitting in. So it turned out that that was his apartment. He was going to his apartment in that apartment complex. And inside the apartment complex, they said he had, you know, X amount of guns, which all legally purchased firearms. So he really, he hadn't committed any crime at all. And so um, and this, this is one of the things that concerned me about the permalist carry and constitutional carry, uh, that, that interaction that you have with law enforcement, you know, whatever brings the law enforcement to you. Um, we have to, you know, work on our conflict resolution skills because this is how situations can go the wrong direction. And so now this guy, even though to him, he's probably going to use the defense that this officer was using greater force than necessary to arrest him or to detain him. So he defended himself from this officer and depends on the a jury is going to have to decide whether or not this guy was justified in defending himself against this officer why he was sitting in an apartment complex where he lived going to his apartment where he had, you know, whatever he had inside of his apartment. It was, it was all legal stuff in his apartment. There was nothing. They didn't find anything illegal on this guy, nothing illegal on him, nothing illegal, you know, in his apartment, anything like that, except, you know, they found some firearms which were legally purchased. So uh, that interaction that he had was, you know, I guess an interaction that never probably should have happened. But he perceived this officer doing something, and so he defended himself against the officer. Um, so we're going to see what happens and how this is, how this all plays out. Uh, and I'm sure more things will come out, but so far I haven't seen anything about this story and this has been going on for quite a few days. There's nothing in this story, nothing they've come out and said anything other than the fact they've associated him with an organization, the NFA, NF, NFAC, um, and posted, you know, some photo of him online and that's it. Other than that. You know, there's really they haven't produced anything to say what this guy did anything wrong other than what he perceived to be him defending himself and then running and running away and leaving the scene. So uh, we'll see what happens as it it comes out. You know, but you have to be careful when, you know, you're dealing with this interaction with law enforcement. Um, As we get into permless carry comes September the 1st, the mere fact of you carrying a gun, you know, an officer approaches you. I can see how these situations go the wrong way. And so we have to learn some conflict resolution skills, learn how to calm that situation down and not escalate the situation to the next level because this is escalate out of control. 
you have someone who you know has a certain mentality that maybe their dead set in life is escalating that situation and pushing it and, and being the aggressor in the conversation. There are people that you're going to come across every day that they're going to want to be the aggressor. They're going to want to be the alpha dog in that interaction. And so there are times when you have to kind of cow down to that in order to get through that situation. And that's the fact of life. If you don't, you can't have two alpha dogs talking to each other because then that's when the alpha dogs fight. And then that's how a situation gets out of control. Someone's going to have to cow down um, and you know, be subservient to the alpha dog in order for you to get through that, that interaction. So we have to learn some conflict resolution to get through these stops. If not, I can see where you know, someone, depending on what you look like or how you look, you know, depending on that officer, you know, I can see how that situation goes the wrong way. Okay, let's take another situation. Let's say I'm in my home and a burglar breaks in and I shoot them. Yes. Right? But then I take their body and I hide it. Oh. And I don't tell the cops about it. Ooh. Then what? Hey, I was justified, right? But now it, it kind of changed a little bit. So you're mm-hmm. saying because he ran away, that well, changed things. that complicates things. Uh-huh. That is correct. Even if he was in the right, you can't just run away from that situation. That is true. You're dead right. And we'll see how it all plays out. Yeah, Thomas Harrison uh, mentioned basically that in the comments. Don't take the law into your own hands. You take them to court. That's right. And we say this all the time. You can't fight that case on the side of the road, but you can't fight it in court. You know, you're not going to be able to plead that case right there on the side. And once you do something, you have to be, the, like I said, what did I say in class? Got to be that big boy, big girl, pull those pants up and deal with the consequences. Now you pull the trigger. Now I got to be big boy, big girl and deal with the situation. And he did escalate the situation in the beginning with the police officer, right? Did he? Well, he shot the police officer. Did the police officer, what did the police officer do? Because there's body cam footage, right? Has that been released? Uh-huh. There's a little, there's a scuffle. Have you watched it? Yes. You have? Yes. What does it seem like happens in that? Seems like the officer grabs him and tries to, I guess, force him against the vehicle, maybe to hold on to him, to detain him. And so I guess this guy perceived that, you know, the officer was being too aggressive and defending himself. Put a cap in his head. So we'll see what happens. We'll see. All right. Let's go back and talk about constitutional carry. And someone, someone from Maryland wanted me to talk about that case. They're messaging me and sending me all these messages over and over again, you know, talking about that situation there. So we'll see what happens. But like you said, can't run. Got to be a big boy, big girl. Deal with the consequences. Because once you do it, what do we say in class? How much is that, in, how much is that bullet going to cost you? $20,000. At least. That's a $20,000 bullet. That's right. Or more. That's right. So be careful. You pull that gun out and use it. When permitless carry goes into effect, you'll have a right to carry a gun. But are you gonna? do you know when you can use it? You know, use of force and daily force. So we shall see. So going back to permless carry, I want to talk about um, some of those federal requirements for being able to be in possession of a firearm. So under permless carry, constitutional carry, you cannot be a convicted felon. You cannot be a fugitive from justice. You know, in other words, you can't be that person who's fled from one state to another to avoid prosecution. You can't be an addict. So a person who is an unlawful user of or addicted to any controlled substance, you know, and this one here kills me because you know how often I have to remind people when they walk to the gun store, can you do me just one favor? Can you pretend for five minutes when you walk into the gun store 
Uh, can you pretend like weed is illegal and not walk into the gun store smelling like you just smoked a bowl, like you just hot boxed before you pull, walk into the gun store? They come and smell like weed. <laughs> People will literally hot box, you know, and then want to walk into the gun store and, and fill the entire gun room up with weed. We can't sell you anything. I'm not selling you anything smelling like you just hot boxed across Austin. Smart. <laughs> yeah, that, that, puts my, that puts my federal firearms license in jeopardy. You're putting my business, my employees in jeopardy because of what you're doing. Please walk in the door. We smell like we're literally, you know, <laughs> rolling joints in the back of the gun store. <laughs> you're putting me in jeopardy. You know, people, I just, people just have no respect, no common sense whatsoever. All right. Also, you can't be a mental defective. A person who has been adjudicated as a mental defective or who has been committed to a mental institution uh, cannot, be, cannot purchase a firearm. You can't be a legal in. An illegal alien or a non-exempt, non-immigrant alien. So an alien who is illegally or unlawfully in the United States or has been admitted to the United States under a non-immigrant visa and does not meet an exception under 18 USC. You cannot be dishonorably discharged from the military. So a person who has been discharged from the armed forces under dishonorable, dis- dishonorable conditions. So it can be less than honorable, but it cannot be a, it cannot be a dishonorable discharge. You cannot renounce your citizenship. A person who has renounced his or her United States citizenship cannot, under 18 USC, purchase a gun. Under certain, certain, certain protective orders, you cannot purchase a gun. A person who is a subject to an explicit court order, restraining order, or something that's restraining them from harassing, stalking, or threatening an intimate partner or a child of an intimate partner or engaging in other conduct that would place an intimate partner in a reasonable fear of bodily injury. You cannot purchase a gun. And also domestic abusers cannot purchase a gun. A person who has been convicted of a misdemeanor crime of domestic violence. So these are some of the things here. You have to be able to purchase a gun first before you can carry without a permit. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. Hey, this is AWR Hawkins of Bright Park News, and you're listening to Come and Talk It with Michael Cargill. Talk 1370, the right choice. Welcome back to Come and Talk It, and now here's Michael Cargill. All right, so I want to talk a little bit about the alcohol. Another good reason you want to get your life carry handgun from Texas. All right, so you also, when it comes to the alcohol, Zach, when it comes to drinking, right now, with your license to carry a handgun, if you have your license and you're carrying a handgun currently right now under the Texas law, you cannot be intoxicated. So right now you are penalized for having a license. That's right, right now. Guess what's going to happen on September the 1st? Want to be not penalized? You're not going to be penalized come September the 1st, Zach. Come September the 1st. You have a license, you're carrying a handgun, it becomes .08. And for permitless carriers, it becomes zero tolerance. That's right. right. If without, a, without a license, it becomes zero tolerance on September the 1st. So another good reason you want to get your, your license to carry a handgun. Because uh, we've talked about, man, I mean, I, I, you know, this, for, uh, this past weekend, uh, we were not here in studio. We were in a rerun. And so we, I was actually at the Juneteenth Parade. Uh, uh, last weekend and so it was a great great time i enjoyed myself i enjoy you know uh 
being in, in, in Austin and with the parade and, and running to a bunch of people because, man, it's, it always surprises me of the amount of people that actually know who I am and run up to me and the, even the kids. It's actually pretty crazy. It's, it's pretty shocking, actually. And so I really enjoyed the Juneteenth Parade. I really had a great time. Loved all the, you know, hundreds of people that were out there, thousands of people that were out there, actually. So I really enjoyed that. And I ran into um, a, a state rep, and we got into the discussion of bars uh, in Austin. And we talked about the fact that uh, the bars, you know, in Austin, because of COVID-19, changed their liquor license from, uh, well, they added restaurants. They started serving food during COVID in 2020. So and that they did that in order for them to open in 2020 because of COVID and because the bars were forced, forced to close down. So when the bars changed to a restaurant, basically, that changed their gun status. And, and when you go to the TABC's website, and we've said this and talked about this a ton of times on the radio show, um, and I, I told this state rep this, I said, hey, you know, we go to TABC, which I had her do, and I had her look it up. And so we looked up a couple of different bars, and she saw, okay, it says gun sign blue. I said, you know what that means? That means that, hey, you know, with a license currently right now, I could take my gun in that bar. And so we got on the topic because how this came up initially is we we're talking about the shooting that happened in downtown Austin. And she was asking me my thoughts on the shooting and what did I think that we needed to do and things of that nature. And so this is how we got on this topic of talking about the bars downtown Austin. And we got in talking about the, all those bars that where that shooting took place in Austin. All of those bars are gun sign blue. They're restaurants, not bars. So legally with a license, you can carry your handgun in all of those bars where that shooting took place. As a matter of fact, the majority of those bars on 6th Street are gun sign blue. They're restaurants under the TABC website. So you can legally take your handgun in the majority of all the bars on 6th Street right now. Come September the 1st, when permitless carry goes into effect, that means that you can carry your handgun in all of those bars, which are restaurants, on 6th Street without a license. You know, it's, it's the consequences of people not paying attention, you know, to what our laws are. And so, you know, you're not going to have people that are being, you know, even committing a crime by doing this. You know, it could be a good thing. I'm not saying it's good. I'm not saying it's bad. And she was totally shocked. She didn't know it. She was like, oh, my goodness, are you serious? And so then, you know, it, it was funny because then the police chief happened to walk by. The acting police chief, uh, Chief Chacon, I believe his name is, happened to walk by around that exact time when I said that. And she was like, oh, my goodness. And she said, chief, chief, come here. So I explained it to him. He was like, oh, my goodness. He was in shock. And a funny story I'm going to tell you. I, I, I wasn't going to tell this story, but I'm going to tell you to you anyway. I actually had a conversation with TABC. I had a conversation with some senior members of the TABC. And we had this, we had this discussion about COVID and how COVID, you know, what was the purpose of them changing what they did, you know, for the restaurant and the bars. And he you know, got into the conversation of talking how they went about doing it. And I had the senior member of TABC take a look at their own website and look up these bars, all the bars on 6th Street. I gave them a list, a long list. And I, you know, I said, you know, all those bars currently right now, you have gun sign blue listed on your site because they're listed as a restaurant. And legally, you can carry your handgun with a license in all those bars right now. I said, come September the 1st, you'll be to carry your handgun without a license in all those bars. And he said something that I can't even say on air. He was in totally shock. In shock. A senior member of TABC. And so, 
this you know this is when when we're sitting when you sit at the Capitol and they're you know, suggesting amendments and things of that nature, you know this shows how a lot of people don't pay attention you know to what's coming down the pipe, and you know and they're not really participating or, or listening to the process and how it's, it's actually done. And this is why we end up in a likes to carry handgun course explaining all this stuff to people. A lot of these things that have happened, like another thing that happened, I think it was a mistake, is gang members. You know, uh, the way they did the cut and paste of that. It wasn't a mistake on and what they were trying to do, but the consequences of what happened, what I think was a mistake. And that was it was a cut and paste job. A lot of things are cut and paste. When you move something from one section of law to another section of law, that triggers a change in the in in, in a lot of stuff. So when they did the gang member thing, they moved it from one section of law to another. That, mean that, that means that gang members can now, come September 1st, have a gun in a vehicle, but they can't carry permitlessly outside the vehicle. So it triggers a change in all this stuff. Same thing with the alcohol. You know, it triggers a change. Come September 1st with the alcohol, you know, the way you do your cut and paste, if you don't pay attention to what you're doing and you don't move everything over with it, and things that are connected to it in other sections of the law, if you don't do that, then it, you know, it becomes, you know, <laughs> something really weird. So what happened is, hey, now we're stuck with, which is, I think is a great thing. You know, I love it. I like the fact that, you know, that your bars have not changed their liquor license from the red, you know, they haven't gone from the blue back to the red. And if it stays that way, Come September the first, the only way this can change, because that's the next question I get. How did how do we change it back? Well, the only way it can change is if the bars receive a complaint, and then TABC will ex will act on that complaint. And the senior member of the TABC asked me if I wanted to file the complaint. I was like, absolutely not. <laughs> and then and the another way is if TABC if their license expires and they have to renew the license, then it would trigger them flipping it back, and it doesn't cause a punishment on the bar. The bar is not going to get any punishment from this. It's just the fact that it is what it is. If there's a complaint, they go in and investigate. They figure out, hey, you are making 51% more of your income of people consuming alcohol on the premises. It's going to flip back to the blue, uh, to the from the blue to the red, and becomes a bar again. And there's no punishment for them. Same thing will happen if they it's time for them to renew their license. They're going to flip it back from a blue to the red, back to the 51%. So either happen in two years. Or when it comes down to it for an inspection or inspection or some incident that happens inside the bar, so we'll see what happens come September the first. Yeah. So I think what we're gonna do, I like the alcohol portion of it. The fact that as a license holder, you can, uh, it's .08 now. I think we should, you know, come to the gun store in September the first, buy a gun, get a beer. What do you think, Zach? <laughs> Only for license holders, though. Huh? Only for license holders. That's right. Buy a gun, get a Lone Star. <laughs> That's what we're gonna do. I just thought about that right now. <laughs> what is your uh, your gift? You have a gift, right? Yeah, you can give it's a gift. You. No, a gift. I can't sell uh, it to a them. gift image. Oh yes, that uh, that shows up when you search for Texas. That's right. Yeah, yeah. As a matter of fact, go to your phone and, and pull up a pull up a gift, GIF, and search Texas and see what shows up. Yeah, last time I checked, it's you sitting down in a red polo shirt and uh, the gift. Is you talking and you're saying Texas, Texas, the Lone, Lone Star, Star State. State. There's no place like it. <laughs> That's no place like Texas. That's right. Buy a gun, get a beer. Buy a gun, get a beer. That's right. That's what we're going to do. The happy hour in the gun store comes September the 1st.
<laughs> they had car dealerships giving AR-15s, right? Hey, if the car dealerships can give away an AR-15, I should be able to give away a beer. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. And you see what the comment section says. <laughs> like, are these people getting paid for it? <laughs> They're coming to buy a gun. <laughs> That's right. It, it's funny, you know. It's it, man, I tell you, you know, Thomas, you know, it's it's funny. You, you sit back and you look at these laws, and honestly, as an instructor. You know, I have to wait till the end of session and I have to take a look at all these laws and then sit in the classroom and explain it to people. Here's what happened in, in 2015 that changed, you know, things about, you know, churches and things of that nature. And the media, you know, will get it wrong or something like that. You know, so then I spend all that time explaining churches and why you can carry a gun inside of a church and why the fact that you can carry a gun inside of a church ever since 1997, not 2015, like a lot of your news stories report. Because a lot of your news media in Austin, you know, they reported that, you know, as as of 2000 and, you know, like, uh, not 2019, I think it is. They said in 2019, you can now carry a gun inside of a church. Well, that's not true. You can now carry a gun inside of a church with a license since 1997. So it's been like that since 1997. But something else changed in the law that, you know, talked about knives and, and things of that nature and also notice and stuff like that. So and that's stuff we'll talk about later. I can't get into that now. We're already out of time. So there's so much about the new law that I want to discuss with you. But honestly, it takes me at least two hours to break down this new bill and how it actually affects your rights in Texas. This is unprecedented. We're actually going to change our gun laws completely in Texas, and things are going to totally change, you know, on its on its on its head. And come September the 1st, you know, leading up to that, we're going to explain this to you. I'm going to have Edwin Walker with the Texas and U.S. Law Shield on the show to talk about this. I'm going to have other attorneys from Texas and U.S. Law Shield to talk about this because I want to make sure that you understand fully. When you step foot into September the 1st, you will know what your rights are. As always, more guns equals less crime. You go out there and you buy yourself a gun. You've been listening to Come and Talking with Michael Cargill. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.